Thanks for downloading this IMSA radio podcast. It's for personal use only and must not be broadcast, reproduced or used in any form without permission. Tell your friends they can get their own copy by visiting imsaradio.com or search for IMSA radio wherever they get their podcasts. The checkered flag ends the race, but it's only the start of the conversation. Michelin post-race tag on imsaradio.com. Have your say. Ask the experts. Make your point. Michelin post-race tag. The end of the race is only the beginning. Right, take a deep breath and set yourself down after a 22-minute uh, dash for the points at the end of the Searland Six Hours of the Glen. Thanks for staying with us for Michelin Post Race Test. Hashtag Michelin PRT. Still time for you to get your questions or points arising in. Uh, Jeremy, what points have we not done while we're talking about points? GD, uh, uh, GTD Pro and GTD, I think. In GTD Pro, uh, the number nine team, I reckon, will hang on to its points lead, 16-51. Yep, over the Corvette, I think, will remain in second position on 1560. Uh, in fact, the top three remain the same, with, with Vassar Sullivan in third position. In the uh, GTD regular, again, Team Courtoff and Stephen McAleer will just maintain wow. the lead on 1735, now to the 1731 of Wright Motorsports. Well, they're finished down in 13th. In ninth, ninth place, I think they were ninth. Uh, 13th in, in class. 13th in class, were they? Oh, hang on. That's the whole GT. That's the whole GT class, is it? Yeah. Uh, no, uh, no. That's GTD. Thirteenth, they finished in in class at the end. Who did? Kortov. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Quite yes. Uh, but the even the 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 right motorsports car only finished but ninth. It's ninth. Correct. Yes. Uh, so with that last yeah, th- yeah, yeah. Uh, and then on, in third position, Turner Motorsports on seventeen oh one. So th- wow. they actually stay the same. They just get a lot closer. Those three teams. Um, and in the, in the Manufacturers' Championship in GTD, Mercedes will take the lead now, I think, over BMW, 2000 to 1929, uh, and Aston Martin up to third position on, on 1902, ahead of Lexus. Uh, actually, going back, if I go back then to the GTD Pro manufacturers, uh, the uh, Porsche, I think, will continue to lead on 1651, and then it's super tight behind that. Lexus on 1583. Uh, Corvette on 15.70 and BMW on 15.65. And Joe Bradley has two the GT Pro stars as well. Led the race for a long time. It was great to see Risi Competizione back late. Pit stop dropped them off the podium and then others around them stopped as well. Daniel Surra uh, and uh, the rest of the Risi competition team is with Joe. I'll start with Daniel because Daniel was in the car. When you guys went into the restart, did you know that you couldn't get to the end without that? six seconds of fuel yeah we knew, we knew that uh, during the red flag we knew that depending when we start it would be good good or bad for us and then unfortunately i don't know for which reason they stopped the clock with 35 minutes to the end uh, i think in this moment like uh, we knew that we need to do the the pit stop uh, uh, yeah it's a shame i um, anyway i think uh, we did what we could we did maximum uh, car was okay team did a good job and that's it I know it's bad luck on the th- on coming third at being so close to the win. Davide, there's something right about a Risi Ferrari being on a podium here in America. Ah, 
we, we will be even more happy to be on the top as uh, six minutes to the end. But uh, yeah, Rizzi did an amazing job with Ferrari. We, we were really give everything of our car. Daniel did a super job. So we were there. We I think we deserved this one. But uh, anyway, the race are like this. The fuel was that. Strange that they stopped the time, but uh, under our flag, but, uh, the race are like this. So we're looking forward and um, nothing. We push for next. That's the spirit. Oh, great to see those guys back uh, in the pit lane and indeed uh, at the podium for Racy Ferrari. Everybody, I think even in the pit lane, it's everybody's at least second favourite team, uh, even if you're racing against them. And for some, of course, the Ferrari Tifosi, they are absolutely the stars and a great run uh, to date. Uh, racing Team Netherlands, they're on the podium as well. Bit of a nasty incident uh, in that uh, that happened just before the red flag. But Fritz van Erd and the rest of the team will be on the podium in LMP2. I, I know I've asked you this before. Are you about to go on the podium? I'm not going to stop that, am I, am I Fritz? You love, just one question. You love racing in America, don't you? Oh, man, it's so good over here. I love it, man. It's, uh, it's really... There we go. He's gone. Uh, that's live radio for you. Love it, love it, love it. <laughs> Absolutely brilliant. Uh, and let's get some questions in. We'll leave Joe out there for a wee bit of a moment. Donald says, uh, I hate to say that a red flag was fun, but the fuel gambles that ensued made for a great show certainly did. And there's no choice about that. You can say what you want. And I've seen a lot of people... Uh, giving their opinions about the situation uh, on the red flag. But the it, what it comes down to, Jeremy, is here in America, the, the electrical storms are far more severe than what we typically see, certainly in the UK and in, and in Northern Europe. And people have died. And that's that people have died at sports grounds. So there is no choice but to throw the red flag and get people to safety. Yeah, absolutely right. It's just common sense, isn't it? Uh, so, you know, th th it's... The interesting thing here is you know, whether the, whether or not the clock should have been stopped, uh, but you know they, and they when wanted it, was, it should have been stopped, yeah, huh? and when it should have been yes. stopped, yeah, if it uh, was going to be stopped, if it's going to be stopped at all, because uh, how how long did we kind of run over what we should have been done? How how long was I, I, what I didn't really pay attention to was how much uh, we started at our green oh, flag yeah. was at uh, eleven at uh, ten past eleven. So the, the red flag was 11. at. Um, I didn't. I didn't make note of the time, time, time thing. But in any case, uh, you know, the, the, the officials they, they want to provide a race for the fans that are here, of course, uh, and the fans that are watching at home. So you know, I I think they've they've absolutely done that. You know, and it was unfortunate for some teams, certainly really, really unfortunate for some. But uh, it was still a tremendous motor race. It, yes, it benefited some people and it inconvenienced others. But that's the way. The, the cookie crumbles in this sport but that was a brilliant win by Philip Albuquerque I mean, he, he passed Tom Blomquist tw twice in, in this race once at the very first uh, on the very first lap once on the restart the final restart and that was a cri critical one and he comes away with a win and the championship lead we've got some breaking news coming up at the moment uh, let's get uh, let's get down to Shea Adam, who is with what seems to be a victorious Aston Martin team. Uh, yeah, for Heart of Racing for both classes, apparently Alex Ribeiro walks over and says, hey, we won both classes. And I said, no, you didn't. Second in both classes. Alex, what happened? I mean, it's literally the most bizarre scenario that I could never even think of in my wildest dreams. You know, we were uh, an hour ago, you know, in the, in the pit lane, 
struggling as a team, uh, trying not to give up. And, you know, now we are here winning the Watkins Glen six hours on both categories. It's insane. I, I still cannot believe it. So drive time for the 25 BMW with John Edwards not meeting minimum drive time, but you said Maxime Martin got minimum drive time by 30 seconds. So clearly it was close for multiple cars. And then what was it for the, the 57 Windward Mercedes? I think it was Ellis that potentially, I'm not not sure so. Uh, but drive time there too? Yeah, it was a drive time issue as well. So, uh, you know, with these red flag things and, and this situation, it, it is tough for, for, many, for many teams. I have to say that uh, on our end, also being two drivers, I think that was helpful. And uh, you never know, but that's how racing is, you know. Like today, I feel like we had a car to win, and we sort of deserved to win. Uh, so I felt really bad that the race didn't go our way. Uh, and then all of a sudden, just by luck, because let's be honest, this was pure luck. We didn't, we didn't uh, calculate about about the drive time. We cannot take credit for it, but we obviously will take it, and we will carry the momentum to, to Mossport next weekend, which I am also so excited for. And am I correct in thinking that Roman needed a tow back in because he ran out of fuel? Uh, I believe so, yes. That is correct. Wow. It was that close. I love it. Congrats, Alex. Thank you. Thank you so, so much. So that's unofficial at the moment that the two winners in GTD Pro, BMW M Team RLL and Winwood Racing, did not fulfill drive time for one of their drivers. Therefore, they will be put to the back of the standings. That's twice that's happened for BMW M RLL. That means that Inception Racing and Ollie Milroy, who's with Joe Bradley, He's got third. He might get that upgraded to second, Joe. Well, Jordan, as Jordan Pepper, his teammate, is with me now, and he's. We think you've come second. Is that right? Yeah, it sounds like it. That's Ollie, by the way. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I spelled South African accent. Um, yeah, no, it sounds like we're second. I mean, I've only heard that from Jordan. Yeah, but right, all right. Well, <laughs> when they when they call you up, just stand on the second step. Yeah. Jordan, I spoke to you a while ago, and your engineer Charles Cleland had worked it out that you guys were good for. One more stop, I think, uh, that which would have leapt you or leap, leapfrogged you over the cars in front of you. Yeah, we, we can't change what happens with the weather, and unfortunately, well, fortunately, they had, to, well, unfortunately, they had to stop it for safety of everyone, which we have to respect. And should their race have just gone green all the way, we probably worked out we would have been fighting with the Paul Miller car for the lead, and they tend to have issues. So we really, definitely knew we would have won. Then the shortened race, we were waiting to see if the Aston and the, the Merck would run out of fuel. And it turns out both of them ran out over the line. And we, we just got passed by the DPI cars with one lap to go. And like in the second last corner, Oli got passed. He could do nothing. It's a DPI versus GT. So we were like five seconds away from probably catching them and getting the win on track. But nevertheless, turns out we ended up second anyways because the Windward car had a drive time issue. So... Happy days for us. We collected the most points for the Endurance Cup, which we now extended our lead, and we got a podium to celebrate for the incredible team. So I think it's the first McLaren official podium now. We have to wait and see after scrutineering, but uh, really exciting and happy for everyone and really incredible for Brendan, who puts this whole program together. So really happy. And Ollie, you were given the responsibility of bringing the car home in what we knew was going to be potential carnage. Yeah, it was good fun. You know, Chaz said to me before the restart, he said, Right, mate, this is what you're good at. It's a single single seat to sprint race. Give it absolutely everything. We're really safe on fuel. Others aren't. Um, so just give it absolutely everything. And, and that's what I did. The car was incredible. Uh, as Jordan says, it's, um, you know, McLaren's really come on as an endurance car. And it's great that we're getting these results in these, in these long races. It didn't miss a beat all race. It actually felt the best it felt on the last lap. So 
Um, the team did an amazing job. The strategy was spot on and, and we were probably 20 seconds away from getting another lap and, and taking the win. Well done, Oli. You are on the podium. And it's a good point. McLaren has become a great endurance car. It has. It's, you know, they used to be renowned for fragility, didn't they? And it's like something we don't even consider now for those cars. Uh, and, and McLaren, by the way, you'll lead the Michelin Endurance Cup uh, on points uh, for for that. Stay with us, Joel. That's breaking news that both the GT winners, the BMW MRNL team and the Phil Ellis Winwood Racing Mercedes, that's the 57 car, um, on recalculated drive time have not fulfilled drive time and therefore cannot stand on the top step mm. of the podium. We'll see that in uh, a moment. Well, uh, Jeremy um, has the rest of the Michelin Endurance Cup points, Jeremy? Yeah, starting then in DPI with the with that last minute win for Conor and Minolta Acura team, I think we'll now have, uh, excuse me, Maya Shank Racing will have 30 points to the 29 of the t number 10 team. So, so the the Marshank King came into the weekend fourth in the MEC team's points table. They will lead with a one-point advantage over Konica Minolta, who were third uh, by one point. One point behind them will be the erstwhile leaders, Columbus uh, 5, JDC Miller Motorsports, on 28. So 30, 29, 28, and in fourth place is Columbus 31 on 26. So super tight going into Petit, uh, Petit Le Mans. In LMP2, the uh, PR1 Matheson Motorsports team will maintain its advantage, actually strengthen it from one point to four over racing team Nederland. In LMP3, the Riley Motorsports team, with this win today, will take over the lead from Sean Creech Motorsports by 34 to 31. In GTD Pro, uh, Corvette Racing, I think, will maintain its lead, but it was wow. four points. It's now three over Risi Competizione Ferrari and BMW. Ah, well, no, BMW TMRL will fall back, won't because they didn't get the points. Yeah. Um, if they if they didn't meet the drive time, so Corvette Racing will still lead then in GTD Pro. In GTD, Inception Racing for sure will take the lead in the team's championship wow. for the GTD. Excellent. Uh, let's have a quick final word. I've got a couple of uh, uh, tweets I want to talk about here. Eddie Cavanagh. Any clarification on the pit equipment penalty for the 81? That was prior to the red flag, Eddie. Uh, not the pit stop that you might have seen replayed on the TV. Prior to the red flag. So that was when one Montoya was in the car, not one Sebastian was in. Uh, and they're left with pit lane equipment attached. Uh, and that was assessed after we went back to green, just as if we'd been under yellow for the rest of, of that time. Uh, some final thoughts. Uh, Shea Adam, from you. Uh, well, it's delivered again, hasn't it? The Sealand's six <laughs> hours. Nobody likes to break a race up, but the jeopardy that we had at the end in all the classes, and particularly in the GT classes, where there was clearly... A few laps here and there on fuel made a huge difference. Yeah, really did. You know when you get those races where you can't wait to get to the next one because you want to put the last one behind you? It's the exact opposite of that as to why I can't wait for next weekend to come because we had such amazing battles in both Michelin Pilot Challenge and in all five classes of WeatherTech today. Yeah, the beginning was a bit rocky with one class in particular, but we managed to get through it, and wow, did the end deliver. That red flag was just kind of like turning the water on and uh, letting it boil a little bit until the pot lid started to rattle. It was well worth it. This is a memorable Watkins Glen six hours. Yeah, very good. Uh, and thank you for all of uh, your 
questions and points. Liam Harrow really tough for Paul Miller at the end. Looked like the strategy was good to the red. Then getting hit after going back to green. Uh, uh, there was a, a penalty for the 59 Crucial Motorsports Aston Martin. But that, as we said earlier on with the Lamborghini, uh, that doesn't give the place back to the person who uh, was hit. I didn't see that that got uh, investigated, actually, on the, uh, on the carbon car. Um, and I, I, but I can't scroll back far enough on the race control channel so I'll check that out uh, and we'll talk about that on Midweek Motorsport on Wednesday can't wait to see the Valkyrie stat attack for that when Shea gets all the numbers Sarah Rigby's very happy concerned to see how the Heart of Racing dropped in class but paid off they've both won due to other teams penalties yes we believe that to be true Jeremy a quick final thought from you uh, just what five six days before the teams reconvene up at canadian tire motorsport park there's some cars that need some repairs here that are supposed to be north of the border there's going to be a lot of work before next weekend yeah that's exactly right it was a, it was certainly exciting race he got off to a very very messy start but there was a long period in the in the middle there there was uh, three pretty much three hours of, of green flag racing uh, and then of course we had the red flag stoppage which was which was unfortunate because that was building up into a really uh, exciting con contest there uh, i'm not saying it wasn't exciting at the end it was uh, but it certainly changed the dynamic for several teams there uh, but that was a brilliant opportunity to win for uh, philip albuquerque and ricky taylor i mean they really did earn that one the hard way and you've got to feel bad for my shank racing with kerbag Janian. second place again Is that four, uh, in, a four in a row now yeah, yeah. Uh, and when they, this one did really much seem to be in the bag, but uh, again, you know, it, it was a it was a tremendous pass. Ollie had worked out the same as I had that they were about 20 minutes, 10 laps, maybe yeah. a little bit more short, short on fuel. But I mean, if if Bill Oberlin's pass to win. Uh, in the Mission Pilot Challenge yesterday at that spot on the track. Yeah. Albuquerque did the same thing today. If you're going to have a great pass to win a race, well, there it is. Clip that and stick that uh, on the socials. Joe, will leave the uh, final words to you. Your rookie <laughs> visit to Watkins Glen International. You've had a bit of everything this week. Sunshine, showers, lightning, red flags and plenty of great racing in between. Well, I kind of like this format of a five-hour endurance race to form a grid <laughs> for a 25-minute sprint. I'm all for that. <laughs> what a finish i mean yeah drama um the track the track is beautiful it's everything i expected it to be i used the term earlier majestic that's a term that i'll hang on to to describe watkins glen but hey the watkins glen six hours uh the selling six hours it's, it was the gift i kept on giving right at the very end wasn't it Yes, Joe, and you'll sleep well tonight. Uh, thank you very much indeed to everyone who's worked with us this weekend, whether they were here at the track or further afield. We've got an awful lot to talk about on Midweek Motorsport on Wednesday. That's 8 o'clock over on RS1. And then Jeremy Shea and myself will reconvene next weekend on imsaradio.com RS2 for Canadian Tire Motorsport Park with both the major series in action and some support category racing as well. All the details are over on imsaradio.com. Particular thanks to Curry, who's had the late shift this evening, and to the responsible adult, Eve Hewitt, who made sure that all this worked. And it did, and that was the sale in six hours of the Glen for 2022. I'm John Hindoff from the Haggerty Global Broadcast Centre. That was Michelin Post Race Tech for the sale in six hours. Bye-bye.
This programme is a Radio Show Limited production. For more, check imsaradio.com and subscribe to IMSA Radio wherever you get your podcasts.